Welcome to the OK Preps Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by high school sports editor, Barry Lewis. Barry, lots to get into today, uh, but let's start with the story that's the most popular story on our website since it was posted last night. Uh, Shaker Rice's dad uh, being critical of Jinx and sort of explaining why uh, Shaker is now a union. Um, don't want to get in point by point what was into the column because you, you guys can go read it for yourselves and make your own conclusions. But after reading it, Barry, your takeaway was what? I mean, I was just very interested. Um, and I think it really, it's the definitive story because until now, people, there'd been a lot of speculation. Uh, believe me, I've heard a lot of wild theories on why Shaker left because this was an unprecedented move. A freshman who'd just been the starting quarterback of a team winning a state title, moving to its arch rival and basically doing it overnight at the end of yeah. spring practice. So there was a lot of wild speculation out there. A lot of it's so untrue. So this story should is the definitive story and explains it all on why the move was made. And... Uh, it's incredibly interesting reading. And um, so um, that's basically why it was written. You know, some people wonder why we wrote the story. Well, that's why. We want to report the story. And, um, and now everyone knows why Shaker, the most high profile quarterback, arguably, I, in the area, I mean, Shaker and Chance Wilson, I rejoice, would you would uh, could label that uh, by Sh by Shaker left from Jinx to Union overnight. So now um, the story is out there, and uh, it's the definitive story. Yep. So it's news. If you're, if you're, I can't imagine Shaker is thrilled to have this out a day before the backyard bowl. How how do you do you think? Uh, having watched him play for a season and a couple of games, how, how do you, you think this will get in his head any, or is he a gamer and it'll, it'll be fine? What, what's your thoughts on that? Shaker has shown uh, that he, that with his play on the field, he, he is mentally tough. Um, that Shaker, I mean, a freshman moving in, remember his first game as a starter for Jenks was the backyard bowl last year. I mean, that's right. That's right. Freshman starting quarterback for Jenks in his first starts in the backyard bowl. And he played, he threw an interception on his first pass, but uh, he bounced back from that. I mean, you think like, okay, if anyone's going to fold, it might be a person in this situation. But he came back, played a really solid game, went on to have a very solid season, helping Jenks win a state title. And so, a freshman who can handle the pressures of being the starting quarterback of one of the biggest programs in the most successful program in the state of Oklahoma, if he can handle that and everything that so far had come with the move to Union, uh, I think he, I expect that he will have a big game. His typical game his typical performance, which has been really solid in the first two games of this season as well, since moving to Union, I, I think he'll have a solid performance against his former team on Friday night. 
Uh, yeah, and again, Barry, you and I are not going to delve into all the details of that column. You, you know, you guys can, it, it's it's in the paper today. It's on the website now. You guys can go check it out and uh, make your own conclusions. But uh, in, interesting read, to say the least. Okay, let's talk about the game for a second. Um, is Jinx, what do you make of this game? Because, I mean, the, the Backyard Bowl, going in, you would think Union has the upper hand because, A, they're really, really good, and Jinx is really banged up. But as soon as you start to think that, I mean, the team that you think is going to win this game doesn't always win this game. Yes, um, that was the case you, last year. <laughs> exactly. So, that I mean, was, with all of Jinx injuries and all that, how do you see this one? Uh, as the coaches throughout the years, whether it's been Bill Blankenship, or Alan Trimble, Kirk Frederick, Keith Riggs, they've all said that, you know, expect the unexpected. So last year, everyone except yours truly picked Union to beat Jinx. So, um, of course, I was the only one who picked Owasso to beat Bixby this year. So sometimes you hit, hit those and sometimes you don't. But anyway, most everyone thought that Union was going to win last year's meeting. In fact, most people gave Jinx no chance at all. And... Um, of course, in the following week last year, no one was giving Union any chance to beat Owasso. <laughs> Union beat Owasso. So it is just very unpredictable. I think most everyone thinks Union should win this game because Jenks is so beat up. And But again, Jenks has, their defense is playing lights out, even though it's been banged up. Mm -hmm. They've given up a combined total of, the defense has given up only 20 points this year. I mean, because one of the touchdown that it allowed to, well, no, the defense is allowed fewer than that. The defense is allowed 10 points, I guess. Wow. Um, because one of the, the touchdown they gave up last week was on special teams. So um, defense is playing lights out, even though it's banged up. And seem more banged up this week. Union's offense is playing lights out. So uh, it's going to... But Jinx, they've got such a winning tradition. They are winners. It's a next man up philosophy. They are mentally tough. They're not going to concede anything. Um, I do think that in order for Jinx to win, it's going to need to be a low-scoring game. Okay. What I was going to ask you too, Barry, is that, like, in your mind, this game will come down to what? Uh, whether Jinx's defense – as I sort of alluded to in the column today, and I think the coaches alluded to in the column when each was talking about what stands out or what most impresses you about the other team. For Jenks, it, uh, for Coach Riggs, it was the Union offense. For Coach Fred at Union, it was the Jenks defense. So can Jenks's defense give its offense a chance to win the game? It's sort of like a baseball game. Can the starting pitcher give you a chance to win the game because I don't think Jenks is going to be able to score a lot of points. So it's going to need to win a game 14 to seven, like it did last week in which there have been backyard bowls previously that, have, that, Hey, you think going in, it's going to be high scoring and then it's low scoring and vice versa. Um, so I think the key for Jenks is to keep it low scoring. Uh, I sort of, figure that the game may turn out to be somewhat like the Union Broken Arrow game was last week, where Union jumped on them 
and then just grind it out in a very professional at a high school level type of effort, wound up winning 28 to seven. Uh, just a very methodical grind it out type of game where Broken Arrow didn't make it easy for them. They kept battling, but in the end, Union was just too much for them and grinded out the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry, I really enjoyed your uh, column this week on Libby Adcock, uh, former standout player at Oklahoma State, uh, now doing some good things at Rogers. Um, tell us a little bit about that. I'll, you know, a lot of the TPS teams struggle in football, so when one's kind of doing some good things, it's really nice to see. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Adcock's doing over there. Yeah, I mean, it really started last year um, under Coach Parker Childress, who uh, stepped down after last year to go into administration. And because last year was their most successful year since 2014, they went went four and six. They got off to a good start. And then um, once district play started, then things didn't go as well. But still, four and six was a step forward for the program. So Coach Adcock is building on that, making them believe they can take it even to a higher level. And a win over a prestigious program like Holland Hall, that's won two consecutive state titles at their place and not giving up a touchdown against them, that's got to do a world of good for their confidence. Because it's one thing for them, like last year, to post the wins they did against teams that um, aren't quite up there in the prestige (laughs) as far as like a Holland Hall, but to do it against a team like Holland Hall, I think that can do them a world of good confidence-wise moving forward um, into when they get into district play. Of course, the key now is, can they repeat that this week against Durant? And moving forward, do they not, uh, not suffer a letdown? Because that's a huge win, <laughs> a huge, huge, huge win for Rogers. As I said, it's at least since 2000, it's their most important win since at least 2006, which is the last time they really qualified for the playoffs. They participated in the playoffs in 2020, but that's because everyone could. But 2006 was the last time they had a uh, winning season in in qualified for the playoffs. And arguably, this is their most prestigious win since at least the 80s. So that was huge for Rodgers. Absolutely. So Coach Adcock comes from winning traditions. That helps. Uh, He came from Owasso staff. He's played for OSU where they expect to win. And so uh, he's bringing that culture and mindset to Rogers. Yep, absolutely. So uh, nice segue, Barry. What's going on at Holland Hall? Just they graduated a a lot of seniors last year. Graduated a lot of their starters. And course playing Lincoln Christian which is a juggernaut at the 3A level doesn't in the opening game does not help uh it might have been helpful for them if Cordell Goolsby was still there but he's uh who would have been their returning starting quarterback but he moved on to Bixby uh so they've just got a lot of new players and they played Lincoln Christian and obviously the Rogers game it was a game they were, fa- I mean, to me, Lincoln was a solid favorite over Holland Hall. But the Rodgers game would sort of be the bit of, I mean, even though Rodgers has improved and they are a 5A school, you have to remember that too, um, that that would be the game that would be concerning from a Holland Hall standpoint that you just couldn't generate any offense. Yeah. Because the defense, obviously, 
played a lot better than it did against Lincoln Christian. So that's a positive, but they've still got some things in offense to work out. And I think this will be a team that will be a lot better in November than it is in September. And they, it's just a matter of getting some kids experience in Holland Hall football. I mean, coach Tag Gross has been, has been at the helm for over 20 years. I mean, every year, I mean, sometimes just the way cycles go, that sometimes you're going to have a down year. You graduate all the seniors, and then it's, it's sort of a rebuilding year the next year. And that's what we what we might be seeing this year. But I think by the time everything is said and done, that Holland Hall is going to have a winning record, and they'll be in the playoffs. Sort of a, the same question about Booker T. Washington, Barry. You're preseason number one. They're 0-2 now. What's, what's going on there? Yeah, what was I thinking when I picked them number one? I <laughs> saw <laughs> Uh, so as I say, sometimes you hit on picks and sometimes you don't, although I'm not giving up on Booker T. Washington, because we have to keep in mind that Dell City is really good. Mm -hmm. Dell City beat Choctaw. Choctaw thumped Edmund Santa Fe. And Edmund Santa Fe played Jenks down to the wire. Edmund Santa Fe is, well, they're not like, you can't quite call them among the elite of 6A2. The last few years, they've been really close to the elite. They played in the championship game in 2020. So um, Dell City's really good, but I would have expected, what surprised me is that Booker T's offense hasn't been doing anything the past two weeks. I thought the Benenville, the Benenville West game was more of a surprise to me. That and Booker T's gotten one of those things that we're going to talk about later, the rivalry games. They've got McLean this week. Okay. Oh, that's right. They play on Saturday, right? No, the, I knew the Dell City game was – that was just a tough matchup. But Del, they'd played two hard-fought games against Dell City the past two years. Dell City was really pointing to this. Dell City's really good. They've got some big-time players. Booker T's got some big-time players too. Um, but Dell City really wanted it. And it was a game you look at. Booker T outgained them by 100 yards. Still City only had 150 yards of offense. Booker T just did the little things that get you beat. Uh, like, sort of like TU against Wyoming. <laughs> TU did the little, you know, failed to do, did a bunch of stuff that got it beat, even though it looked like it was the better team against Wyoming. So that's what happened to Booker T last week against Dell City. They gave up only 150 yards and they lose by a lopsided score. Uh, when you give up a fumble recovery in the end zone for a touchdown, just like to you, you know, stuff like that's going to get you beat when you play a team that's pretty even with you. Um, so that's yeah. what happened to Booker T last week. I think we'll know more about Booker T after this week. So Jenkins Union are obviously the headliner this week, Barry, but there are some other great rivalry games. Won't you kind of tell us a little bit about some of those? Yes, um, of course, you've got the Folds of Honor Patriot Bowl, Owasso Broken Arrow, two great rivals. And however, they are going into the un unfamiliar position of going into this game, which has traditionally been played this week, both being winless. Uh, so one of them is going to be really happy this week getting a W. Of course, you've got the storyline with Bill Blankenship coaching against his son, Josh. We went through that last year. So this is just this will be the third time around for that. I know it's always a tough situation for the Blankenship family. They split two games last year. Owasso routed Broken Arrow in the Patriot Bowl, but then Broken Arrow got them back 
you know, after losing by 38 point, or 39 points in the regular season, Broken Arrow won in their playoff game, which is another reminder. It's a long way between now and November. Yeah. <laughs> Teams get better. Teams get it figured out. So, yeah, it's obviously very important, even though for Broken Arrow or Wasso to get that first win because you don't want to be 0-3. The season's not lost if you're 0-3, but it's really, from a confidence standpoint, I think a big lift if you can get a win going into your district schedule. Yeah. And then speaking of the other games, Booker T at McLean, uh, in these other games we're going to mention in our football centerpiece for Friday's paper, uh, they've got long history, these games, um, between close rivals. You got Booker T at McLean on Saturday afternoon. So if you want some Saturday afternoon high school football, this is a chance. And this is a rivalry that's being revived for the first time in 17 years. So that is special. And then you've got teams that have been playing each other every year for a long, long time. Memorial against Edison in the Midtown Classic. And then you've got the 100th edition of the Highway 20 rivalry between, as Sky took, hosts Collinsville. So if you like rivalries, this is a good weekend to to see a rivalry game. And another game that I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out will be Begs and Rejoice Christian. You've got a showdown of two of the top three teams in 2A, two of the top 25 players in the state, and two people who are very prominent in this week's all-world rankings of the area's top player players. Begs running back Red Martell, who's making his debut in the top 10 this week. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Rejoice quarterback Chance Wilson, who is number one overall for the first time in the rankings this week. Our Tulsa World Athlete, overall athlete of the year from the past school year. And Patrick, uh, um, Chance is... Uh, We've got an interesting uh, uh, series coming up involving Chance. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, I'm, it's just something that you and I have talked about over the years from time to time about doing a player diary. And um, I got a chance to sit down with Chance yesterday. I drove out to Owasso and sat down with him. And so each week uh, I'll sit, we'll probably do it by phone, but uh, each week I'll sit down with him or we'll talk on the phone. And uh, we'll just kind of pick his brain about what's going on with him. And he will do a player diary. And uh, hopefully we want to get a little insight uh, into not only a good kid, but a, a star football player and just try to try to get to try to get to know this kid a little bit. Um, I, I'm always fascinated by star high school athletes because it's just uh, just, you know, football is, is a job. I mean, these kids, it's such a time demand on these kids and to, to be able to balance, you know, and their kids, they're young, they're, they're growing and they're learning, they're maturing and all that they have to deal with, with, you know, you know, recruiting and football and social life and academics, just, I'm sort of fascinated by all that, you know, and what they do in their free time. Um, so hopefully I can kind of give readers a sense of, uh, what what's that like through his eyeballs so um like i said we sat down yesterday it'll be in the paper tomorrow it'll be online sometime this afternoon tonight and then going forward he and i'll check in with each other every sunday and i think barry you, you said that will print probably on wednesdays is that right yes uh for so, the most part yeah and what's, that, uh, 
will uh, he and I will be checking in through the football season. He's a mid-roll. A mid, I, um, he and I were talking this yesterday, and I, I made the same mistake, a mid-year enrollee uh, at Montana State. So uh, he's a, a multi-sport star, as you know, Barry, and he's not going to do basketball or run track uh, his senior year. He's going to uh, enroll mid-year, and so we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with him through that until he leaves for uh, Bozeman. Yeah, that's what's impressed me so much about him and why he was our athlete of the year this past year, because in an era where there's more specialization, athletes focusing on just one sport and understandably so in a lot of cases, uh, I can take either side of that argument, although I like seeing athletes being encouraged to play more than, are allowed to be played more in one sport and doing that. Um, I, that's what it really impressed me because he could... Because as you said, football, that's a full-time job. Um, and besides bouncing his work as a student, but he would go right from football immediately to basketball, play at a high level there, and then go on to track, you know, perform at a high level there. And that's uh, um, one of the reasons, I mean, that's a huge reason why he was our athlete of the year this mm -hmm. past year. I was glad that it worked out that way because that was his last year where he was going to be doing all those sports in the year, because as you said, he's going to be graduating at mid-year and moving on to college uh, next January. Yeah, and he was a really good kid. He was very thoughtful, uh, very respectful, well-spoken kid, really enjoyed talking to him. So this will, hopefully readers, readers will get a kick out of this and, uh, and, and, and enjoy it. Uh, on that same note, Barry, we have part two of uh, our Cole Adams following Cole Adams series that Bill Haston is writing. Um, obviously hate to see what happened to Cole, but we're we're going to kind of stick with him through the rehab process and we'll be checking in with him from time to time. Um, and from talking to Bill Haston, you know, he's the plan is still Alabama. He's spoken with Nick Saban and apparently Saban said this changes nothing and we're all good. And, you know, um, so anyway, we'll have part two of that uh, in the paper tomorrow. Yes, and it's really encouraging talking to Bill and giving me a little sneak preview of what uh, the installment's going to be on Friday, that uh, Cole is very still, even though he's not playing, still very much involved with the Owasso football team, wanting to help out however he can. And uh, it's not the season that he or any of us envisioned for him, but uh, he's still wanting to make the most of what he can do. He's wanting to make the most out of it. So I think it'll be really interesting to read on Friday. Yeah, for sure. Barry, anything else on your mind? Well, that we covered quite a lot. I think that'll do it for this week. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, you can download us for free on Google, Apple, or Spotify. And uh, Barry and I will be checking in next week. And a uh, great weekend of games. We'll have plenty to talk about next week, Barry. So look forward to that. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you next week.